We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, November 10th, and we'll be taking a look at the NFL Week 10 slate on DraftKings for a DFS strategy, GPPs, game stacks, team stacks, lineup construction, everything you'll need to know. Maybe we'll hit on the uh, UFC pay per view coming up uh, this uh, this uh, Saturday because uh, join with me this week. Mike Brown, H3 Buddha. If you're here at Roto Grinders, you know him from the Ground and Pound podcast. That should be coming out uh, t- today, I'm assuming, yep. Mike, right? We got all the MMA content for uh, we went two Apple hours. It, two it, hours. It, it's that big of a card. Two hours we ended up going. Um, not to cut in on you, but yeah, I'm amped for the UFC. But how can you not be amped for NFL every single week? There's opportunities to be made. We, we've seen some chalk spots this year. I mean, I haven't been on an NFL show in a very long time, but there's some spots where the industry is talking up certain situations. And if you just zag that much, right, you can differentiate and get to the top of some leaderboards pretty quickly. Well, hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We've got plenty of content coming out today. We got the NFL stuff. We got NBA stuff. We got still got an NHL slate. I came in second, the 121 single entry yesterday in NHL. I've been, I've been in great, and I still, I'm not exactly sure who's on what team. So that means that our projections team and our Tim and Taylor and Dane, they're doing a great job. Join the Discord. Get all the the news there. It's a great NHL channel. Rotogrinders.com/slash/discord. But you mentioned, Mike, about the chalk. I mean, we have a lot of good teams that are off this slate, right? We don't have the Bills, the Chiefs, and, you know, the Eagles, stuff like that. Uh, But we do have some teams with higher totals. And I don't know why I can't scroll. Okay, I have to scroll back the other way. Uh, 
So it's not as, as bad as last week with low total games, but we have 10 games. We have some returning players. We have some players with some fairly major injury situations. You mentioned the chalk. Even before T. Higgins is ruled out, and even before Jamar Chase looks like he's good to go, but we still don't know about that. The Bengals have a 26 and a half implied team total at home to the Texans. The Texans are coming off a game where CJ Stroud threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns. This is the game. This, I mean, when you mentioned if you want to zig and while others are zagging, I mean, like everyone in this game is chalk. Like, is there, is there some, like, like ever, like, I mean, I know we have to update some of some of our ownership here, but Tyler Boyd as a chief value play at 4,600. Jamar Chase, Burrow, Boyd, Chase, Stacks, maybe you throw Mixon. in a mixed people mix, are going to uh, mix in as the running back. Then you also have Dell and Collins on the other side. Even if you want to try to play Singletary again, tight ends I mean, just... are going to go overlooked. That's the big thing, Blender. Tight ends are going to go overlooked, but it's one of these situations where you can't pinpoint one tight end and say that's going to be the one for either of these two teams. And it's not like the market share is there. I mean, maybe Irv Smith, but it's salary relief is going to come this week. I think you and I know there's going to be something that ends up happening. So you're not going to have to really go too crazy and reach on a tight end spot. But I mean, maybe Irv Smith, uh, Dalton Stroltz obviously will be in play from that game, but I, I think I'm just going to eat some chalk on this one. I mean, I, I does make a lot of sense. I think there's a couple other spots that are going to be, you know, stackable behind this game that people are just going to game stack two, two or three games. And that's going to be it for their lineups this week. Unless, unless there is, like I said, some type of situation where, extreme value ends up coming together um I, what about uh your early builds do you build early on in this week you and i haven't had this no, no, I, I, I run some lines i ran some lineups yeah. this morning just to see how the projections fit together that's kind of the purpose yeah. of this show it's like okay yeah. now that we have more information and now i'm kind of building in kind of a stacky way not just pieces of value and everything like that that that's why you know going game to game and seeing how the pieces fit together. So like Burrow, Boyd, Chase, Dell as a three yep, plus one. Right. Very popular, right? I, yep. But the thing is that the leverage on the passing game is Mixon. And Mixon is also going to be one of the probably the top three highest owned running backs on the slate. Easily. The contrarian, well, the quote, contrarian way to play this game may actually be going back to CJ Stroud, but I'm concern that recency bias especially in large field gpps people are going to go back to cj stroud also he's a hundred dollars more than burrow like my my question around that remember it was, it was noah brown the guy that was, yeah, but, uh, no, but robert, woods is, robert woods is probably going to be back so i think i yeah. think uh, you know that the receiving share for the rest of the receivers are going to come down a little bit but my main question in this game is when I see a game that is very highly owned, I either want it. What ends up happening is that most people, when they play the game, play it as a stack. Mm -hmm. so they, they'll they play something like Burrow Boyd, Chase, something, you know, some the three guys on one side, one guy on the other side, or some, some type of, you know, they'll take three or four guys from the game. To me, if, if the ownership's going to be there, I either want to overstack it or avoid. 
So, like, I tend to go, instead of building lineups that are Burrow, Boy, Chase, I either want to build lineups that are Burrow, Boy, Chase, Irwin, Mixon, Dell, Schultz. Like, I want to take, like, five or six. Because that's the game out of all these games that end up with 70 points and and none of the other games really get there. Or because so much ownership is correlated in this lineup, in, in this game, just avoid it and hope the whole game, but like that's the whole game say. bust. How right? So like no one, say? like I'm not saying that people do badly, but like mm-hmm. if Jamar Chase gives you 24 points at 8,600, you don't, I mean, that's fine, but you don't need it. If Mixon gives you 16 points at 6,200, what have you, what have we said on an MMA shows a million times? Chalk can bust. And when it does and you're underweight, it's beautiful thing. But what about this take? Okay. What about I'm actually run a couple things like you do before this show. I'm seeing Bengals D come out in some of my lineups. And I was very, very interested in your thoughts about if you're going to go underweight, a Bengals mixing stack. I mean, that is going to give you the exposure you may need from the game. But I mean, 2,800, I, I imagine there's going to be some defenses we can pay up for. Um, thoughts on that? Because I, I think that that might actually be an interesting approach, but it's terrifying. For how much the Bengals are popping in my lineups, like you said, Chase, Burrow, Mixon, Boyd, it, it's terrifying to avoid. I'm not getting a ton of Houston, though, in, in my initial builds, uh, but they make sense from a correlation standpoint. Well, I mean, I think you could just play the Bengals defense as a single one-off. You don't have to correlate that with a running back or anything. Just, mm-hmm. But you, what you're hoping for is that the game busts with the Bengals defense scoring the touch. Like, you're you're ending up with, yeah, the Bengals do get do score, you know, 24 points, 27 points, but it's through defensive work rather than offensive work. And then there's a question in the chat. I know this is unrelated. Is the theory of DFS for advanced players a completely different course than the basic course? Yes. Yes, that's why they're that's why they're listed separately as separate courses. Okay, so if we're not going to play this game, I'm not saying that you're not or you will, but let's say we're going to go a little bit further. I think another situation we have to take a look at, and uh, I've been running lineups, and I'm getting a lot of this game also, especially on one side. I imagine and that's the Arizona Cardinals at home mm-hmm. as a one and a half point underdog. Marquise Brown, 5,200. Trey McBride, 3,500. Good luck determining what Arthur Smith is going to do on the Falcons. So <laughs> feel free to go down the Bijan Robinson Ponzi scheme. Uh, the The thing is, is that Kyler Murray's back. And he is 5,900. I mean, there's some equity right there off the board if he's in, uh, able to rush a couple in. But I'm getting the same thing you are. Brown, McBride sneaky very little percentage I, I was getting rondell more 3k um again a guy maybe you don't need to jam in but somebody that's potentially in play and i think personally my initial take is a double tight end week i i know those weeks are few, few and far between for me but i was getting mcbride a lot and it's jamming another tight end that I was very surprised, you know, to go back to the CJ Hawkinson, but to stay on this game, um, Atlanta side. I'm talking, Mike, I'm, ta- I'm talking more about I, Tyler Murray is back. 
Yes. But is he back? If he's 59, if you tell me that he's back backed, he's obviously too cheap at 5,900. We take a look at his, his props here. And yeah, okay, the Cardinals aren't a good team, right? 219 and a half passing yards. You know, the under on the one and a half passing touchdowns. The thing I'm looking at here is 26 and a half rushing yards as the prop. Mm-hmm. Rushing touchdown plus 200. Like, in this range, if we take a look at, at quarterback, I mean, quarterback this week, from a rushing upside perspective, outside of Lamar at 8K, he is the second highest rushing prop of all quarterbacks. And surely, you know, when you're in that range, like playing Derek Carr, who ain't going to rush the ball at all, playing, you know, Jordan Love's awful. Deshaun Watson looks like who, what the hell is going to happen with him. Do you think, I think the question here, do you think that people are going to take a shot on Kyler Murray or do you think they're going to be scared away? And they, they want to see it before they believe it because yeah, Geno Smith is probably going to be much more popular than him at 5,800. I'm trying to guess, like, if, if you tell me that Geno Smith is is almost twice as owned as Kyler Murray, like, I'll take I'll take the Cardinal stacks all the day, all day. Oh, he's gonna go overlooked. Mari is for sure. And you really think so? I don't I think do. he's over overlooked, but I mean, we have him at seven percent ownership, so that's not overlooked. But do you think people are really gonna just rush to play Geno Smith over Kyler Murray? Sadly, uh, it looks like projection wise, maybe you know, we he's the best value right now on the lineup HQ, right? Like. That game is going to be another one. I imagine you're going to go to next is would be the Washington and Seattle. Like that one seems to be the most logical to go to. But Kyler Murray, uh, I mean, what what was the injury? I'm trying to remember the injury again. Like it was legs. So it's like, is he going to rush? Is he going to try to sit in the pocket and throw? And you said they're underdogs, right? So I you'd have to but imagine they're home that- dogs, but they're facing the Falcons. I mean, it's that's Falcons aren't world beaters. Yeah. I mean the the real the real thing with this game the real thing with this game Mike is that Kyler Murray's range of outcomes is going to be wide. Geno right. Smith's range of outcomes is narrow. So really that's why I look at it as given the choice you know a GPP I'll go with Kyler Murray but I mean from a cash game perspective maybe I mean you're probably playing Burrow in cash games on DraftKings but if you were going to go cheap I could see Geno Smith being a safer quote, safer player. But I wouldn't be shocked if Kyler Murray is is back-back and Marquise Brown is Marquise Brown. I mean, would you be absolutely shocked if Kyler Murray uh, threw for two touchdowns, rushed for 50 yards, and and ran in a touchdown, and he ends up with 30-plus points at sub-6K? The price is right. That's the big thing, um, especially for that stack. I mean, combined – it's one of the cheaper stacks for uh, upside. I mean, we know that Brown's going to be a play. So yeah, I like that. I like that thought process a lot about getting to him. I don't think I would have even thought of him before blender. That's why you're the best. You know, you, you bring these plays, but it's a lot of times when I'm running my stuff, I get these plays like naked um, Cardinals and I'm looking at it going, why is the quarterback not popping with this? Right. I just run it straight. And it seems like, the projections just don't catch up sometimes to the quarterback. And 
agree. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's very interesting. I don't have any interest in defense in this one. I can't even make a make a defense running back type of claim in this situation. But yeah, frustrating. I mean, B. John, are you playing B. John? Let's be honest. Will, will you have any shares? Because it's the big world. B. John, it depends on his ownership. Any of those types of guys, those high efficiency, who can, who knows what the volume is going to be type of guys. As I play when, you know, you tell me Bijan's 20% owned this slate, and most likely I won't have him. You tell me he's 4% owned, and yeah, I'll, I'll donate some more money. Like, you know, I mean, the Falcons are just like, like, dude, the Falcons, you know how much money I've donated because of Drake London and Kyle Pitts and now Bijan Robinson? It's like, what? like if I ever win one of these, like, I, I just, I'll break even on it. Uh, I'm much more likely to play them in an Arizona lineup. Like, yeah, of course. I, I, because I think, I think the Murray stat, I think, because Marquise Brown is going to be owned. Trey McBride is going to be owned. People are going to pair it with Kyler Murray. I just think that a lot of people will not be playing the Falcon side of the game. So in order I to cut so. down on my combinatorial ownership, I'll at least play a court. Instead of playing another 6K level running back, I just play Bijan or play, instead of playing another, you know, Tank Dell, I'll play Drake London instead. At least, He's correlated to that game yeah. rather than some chalky guy one off from some other game. But how about the see how about the Seattle game with Gino? Uh Jackson Smith and Jigba's here, Lockett, Metcalf. I don't expect like I think I think this game won't be overlooked, but I think with the value that has opened up with Higgins being out is going to decrease the ownership of a guy like JSN and lock it at 6,100. I mean, we haven't, we have lock it at 15%. It's quite possible that that comes down. No one's excited playing Geno Smith. Like it's no, one of those things that the projections will say, Hey, Geno Smith, good play. Right. You know, one of the top point per dollar, you know, and Washington throws the ball a ton. Commanders could get into shootouts, but the Seahawks don't get into that many shootouts. You need the commanders to actually show some offense, but people don't like clicking on you. Like when you go, okay, you know, you play, you play Geno Smith stacks on, on slates where there's like nothing else to choose from as a contrarian play. But I just, I, get, mean, I just get the sense. I, I get the sense that Kyle, it's quite possible between Kyler Murray and Geno Smith from now through till Sunday that people will, people have started the week going, okay, if I don't play Burrow, I'm going to play a Seattle stack with Geno Smith. And then they're going to go and go, why aren't I taking a shot at Kyler Murray? And that this is the main thing that these are the, to me, these are the two main games I need to get right on what the ownership will be from the Cardinals to the Seahawks. And I think what's crazy is he's really hit value one game from that 5,800 all year to really pay off, especially for GPP. I don't care about the 3X. I want like 5X, right? Geno Smith, can he do it in this game? Absolutely he can. Um, But you talked about, there's three quarterbacks. There's another one. You said Murray, Smith, Howell is 5,900. There's one right there that, uh, you know, the other side of it, like you said, if they're going to keep up, they're going to have to continually throw the ball. He's got a tiny bit of rushing, uh, not going to be a huge amount of rushing yards. But in order to keep up with it, uh, it'll be interesting. I believe there's going to be a little bit of weather in this game. I don't look into that personally. Um, well, there's I don't always think... wet. There's always weather, Mike. Oh, there's whether there or not is? it's good or bad weather. I, I'm doing the joke. Oh. That I do this to Dean all the time. 
like there's going to be weather there. It's like, well, there's always weather. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Not good weather. Fair enough. I know. And if there was no if there was no weather in Seattle, I don't know how the ball the ball's just gonna keep on flying because there's no air resistance. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, the ball keeps flying. <laughs> um, okay, so running backs, but running backs from this game are gonna be o- overlooked. Let's just, you know, I mean that would be a way for the PPR, it's not like uh you have what's his name, Walker getting a million PPR points either. You know, he's getting two or three targets a game. If he was back to where he was getting like six, seven targets, I might have some interest. He's expensive. Brian, and then you look at the commander side of things, they're just getting uh, Robinson and Gibson. It's like there's, there's these types of offenses that have these running backs that split carries and one's a PPR guy and one's more of a rusher. It's frustrating. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Frustrating slate from a standpoint of ownership. I can imagine you're going nuts this week. Okay, so, so if we're not looking at okay, these are kind of the chalkier games. Chalkier. Yep. I have two games that I'm looking at that are more off the board. Are they like vomit? No, probably. But they're a little off the board. So do you have a game that you're looking at that's a little bit off the board? Remember, we're I'm, looking at game stacks, team stacks, not just single players. Game stacks, team stack wise, um, I think, you know, the Cowboys are going to be popular. I'm not talking them up. I'm just saying that they're going to be popular. Jacksonville maybe might be one that you're okay, looking you're, at. Okay, we're on the same page. Okay, yeah, fine. I like it when you and I are on the same page. Jacksonville seems like a spot that should come in under-owned. Um, now, I can see many different pieces coming into play. The Ingrams, the ETNs. Ridley, Kirk, but I'm not getting a lot of Trevor Lawrence. Um, This is another situation where you say ownership is everything. How do you handle the game stack, though? Because I don't even know where to go and bring it back. Uh, Debo, 6,200. He's coming back. Well, I want a big play guy, right? Now, I mean, it. I don't even, I don't have to play a bring back in this type of thing, but I mean, it's the 49ers. I think Mm -hmm. people don't, Jacksonville's at home. Of course, the 49ers are traveling West Coast to East Coast. If we want to use that, I mean, it, it probably doesn't matter, right? The whole, they're traveling East, and then it's an early game, right, type of thing. We're professionals uh, for a reason. Right. But I think under-owned will be Lawrence. I want I want to pair Lawrence plus one of Kirk or Ridley plus Engram. Mm-hmm. I always like knocking out tight ends in stacks. 
And then I don't, I don't mind playing like any of these. McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel, play, play any of them in the game. Of course, they're all, you know, fairly expensive. But like Debo is the one where he could touch the ball three times and put up 30 points. So like, you know, I don't, I don't mind that, especially if he's going to be low owned. And obviously if he's out and he just never doesn't play, then of course it increases the value of a guy like Ayuk and McCaffrey. So it just makes it easier to play those guys. But I prefer the Jacksonville side for the stack rather than have it be a Purdy. Let it be Purdy, oh. one of Ayuk and Samuel plus Kittle type of thing. I'd rather it be on the Jacksonville side. Then for a guy like McCaffrey, how are you handling a situation like that? 9K, 9,200. Um he fit. He can probably fit into those stacks comfortably, right? Because of the salary. With- yeah. Well, it depends on what you do at receiver. It depends on basically. Depends on what you do if you're playing Ch- a Chase or a Keenan Allen. I don't think Keenan Allen is going to be very high owned, but really depends on your construction. But I mean, I'm not a big fan of paying up at running back in GPP, right? Because like McCaffrey, if it gets 28 points, like 9200. He's not going to, you don't need that. Now, when he puts up 45, you're going to need that. You, you um, almost puked when I said double tight end earlier. Um, so no, I no, it's viable for a mean. No, I, I, I've okay. been running lineups and seeing double tight end lineups, but that's from a me, like, yeah. from a mean perspective. Very, I very that's great. Yeah. But I mean, at, the, 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 the ceilings on tight ends are just so much lower on average than wide receivers and running backs. That in GPP, I, mean, I tend not to want to play two t- – unless, obviously, the other tight end is Kelsey or Andrew. Like, the tight ends yeah, that yeah, are, yeah, like, yeah. are wide receivers practically. Yeah, the reason why I say it, Evan Ingram, 4,500 in this game itself, um, I am very interested in if the ownership is going to be lower. Like you said, he's expected to be about 6%. I, I, that has me interested to get a piece of this game because, like <laughs> – like you, you see on this already, the ownership is gravitating towards the McBrides and the Hawkinsons. Um, I'm interested to hear what the other game is, your sneaky game, because you and uh, I. Here's, here's, the, here's the vomit stack. Here's the vomit stack of the week. It's I don't think it's that vomit, even though they they do have a sub twenty implied point total, but they're playing inside. And they're playing against a team that typically plays slow, but uh, they can give up points in the air i want to play the guy now that now that he's learned the players names on his team oh no josh maybe he'll be better and that's josh dobbs does he have a jersey yet the poor guy couldn't yeah, even well, get his jersey at half the other, well i mean the, the team story the guy went to the team store and uh, multiple times yeah josh dobbs i mean he's he's running the ball i assume that's a big key for you right like you must like your running quarterbacks um, especially when they're especially when they're cheap if they could if they could score like an extra two or three points oh god yeah and the, the text touchdown equity is way better he's 5500 he's better than the geno smith chalk you talked about people are going to jam in geno smith uh, your little zag i would say would be kyler murray you're getting salary relief for a guy that has the same exact type of mold with the offense behind it as well i talked about hawkinson earlier he's almost like a a a, a not a free square, but he's getting the damn volume that you can't ignore for a tight end. And he's not a million dollars yet. Very interesting. And, and indoors, New Orleans, though. Whew. Give me Olave. That's, that's give, me big play. give me big play Olave. Give me give me Dobbs, Hawkinson, Addison, Olave. You're not going back to the Michael Thomas experience? Michael Thomas, come on. About, no, you, I know, but 
you talk about people that have lost money. I've lost more money on Michael Thomas chasing. Oh, when were you playing? Oh, game. so you weren't playing Michael Thomas when he was good. I mean, I'm so far up on Michael Thomas that I don't <laughs> mind. Just like I'll cut my law. I'll cut it right there. In 2017, 2018, when he was like 9K and people were like, how do you pay 9K for Michael Thomas? And he would just put up 30 points every week. And people, mm-hmm. and he's still coming at 12% on because dude only catches eight yard passes. It's like, yeah, but he catches 15 of them and two of them in the air in the end zone. The Saints offense isn't that offense anymore. So Michael Thomas, yeah. Michael Thomas is like a good, ver- uh, is like on the same level as Robert Woods. Right. It's like, it's just, it's, I'd rather he's, like he's, the Shahid bomb, the guy that can get the ball. Right. You want those goal. people that Michael Thomas, 40, yeah, 4,500. Can he catch a touchdown? But no, Michael Thomas is someone I'm much more likely to play with Carr than as a one off. Right. Cause in order for Michael Thomas to get there, he needs like 10, nine catches for 68 yards and two touchdowns. And that means Carr got there. But like, Our Michael Thomas ain't seen- getting, ain't catching a 58 yard touchdown like that ain't happening that, that that is a very fair point now are people going to be down on kamara um he was in some optimal lineups not optimal in winning lineups last week and i was like my god he he bust and it was terrifying uh single digit potential ownership seven uh, 8300 he's expensive that's the problem but he can eat up the market share that's for damn sure of this offense well, can he jamal williams is is running the third downs and they have Taysom Hill coming in snagging shit and like 8,300. I mean, it's, 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 he's almost like a guy that you could only play when they're down now. Right. Yeah. It used to be, I mean, it's just like the price is the problem. If Kamara was in the six K range, like with all these other guys, I don't mind taking a shot, but I mean, Kamara is becoming like fancy Bijan Robinson now. Oh yeah. I the Quote, the running back situation is frustrating because people just want to pay up and get there, whatever it is, right? 24 points, two, two touchdowns, 100 yards. And I feel like that macro standpoint hasn't existed for a little bit here. Um, it's a little bit of a volatile. We haven't gotten our, like, what, 4K chalk running back this year. It just hasn't I happened. I got Singletary last week. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, well... That was ugly. That's what you get. You that's what you got. You paid for three points. There you go. There's your forty-three hundred. And that, but that's why it's like a cash play. But the ceiling. What what did we sign up for there? Right. At least we know Kamara can get two or three touchdowns. Sure, that's true. And, and now people would rather play Rashad White at fifty-eight hundred and Tony Pollard at seventy-three hundred. People are going to jam Pollard in this week, and I, I understand it. And then you correlate it with the defense, right? The Cowboys defense. There you go. There's your uh, situation. I'm I'm a person that likes correlating my defense with the running back, if you couldn't tell. Um, but how do you handle a situation when you have a C.D. Lamb who every time I've done that in the past with this Cowboys uh, defense, and, and for instance, their running back in Pollard, I've had that uh, C.D. Lamb game where he put like 45 points up. Like it happens. Is that a situation where you like to get more of the piece of the offense when the chalk is going towards a running back? Possibly, but I mean, I think C.D. Lamb will get ownership due to reasons he buys. I, I'm this is the cow. People look at the Cowboys and go, "Oh, Pollard, Lamb, Prescott." Yeah, they have other people, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you have to play the other people. All I'm saying is that. 
You play Pollard, you play Lamb, and next thing you know, you see Rico Daddle touchdown, Brandon Cooks touchdown, Jake Ferguson touchdown, yeah, Dak runs incredible. the ball in, and then you're sitting there going, yeah, the Cowboys scored 30, 35 points, and no one got there. Yeah, it's so not like, a good situation. Like, and it's, so I, like, I mean, what are you running it back with, Wandell Robinson? No, I mean, you don't have to run back. You don't have to run back. The whole concept of running, you don't have to run anything back. The Giants have an 11 implied team total. 11! Oh. 11, mm. Mike. 11. Oh, yeah, I've never not... seen a team total that low. 11. Uh, breaking news, Tyler Murray will make season debut. Okay, That's not he's at the projections news. already. Yeah, he's there. he's there already. Yeah, it just came through. But, yes, interesting. One guy I wanted to hit on that just from Minnesota was Jordan Addison. You talk about guys that can make plays. Uh, what, just to circle back on to Addison, though, 5,900, potentially overlooked. Oh no! No one's going to play Minnesota. No, to me, well, you know, you really? know, you know, no, no, Minnesota's not going to be owned. You know, you know who's not going to be owned on Minnesota the most is the one that I'm, dude. I'm on the Vikings. Uh, people are going to play Rashad White. Okay, people are going to play Rashad. I'm going to look in the salary range. People are going to play Mixon, right? You got Aaron Jones there with some increased workload, right? People will tr- take a shot on Bijan Robinson again, right? Mm-hmm. People, people may even play Najee Harris. Like, how about Alexander Madison at fifty five hundred? Cam Akers is dead. I was going right? to say Akers is done. There's, he's going to have to be a lead type back. Right, he's awful. The Saints' run defense is good, but I mean, he could catch five balls out of the backfield. I mean, if he's going to be lower owned, I mean, I mean, should he really be half as owned as Mixon? Should he really be half as owned as some of these other guys? I mean. I don't know. Rashad White. Rashad White is going to be heavily owned because it's like, oh, the t- Titans pass funnel, and, Rash- and Baker Mayfield loves to to check down. Rashad White's going to get eight catches for fifty yards and PPR it up, but he may only have eight yards rushing. Actually, I mean, like, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm and I'm someone that the guys that are chalky this week are the guys that I play when they're not chalky. I play Mixon and Rashad White all the time, right? When they're eight percent owned, because no one likes them because they they get three yards of carry and they're garbage, right? They're the byproducts of how the play calling goes, and they get a lot of volume because there's really not many people behind them. I don't like playing these guys when they're, they're going to be twenty plus percent owned. I'll take. I'd rather play. You know, I'd I'd, I'd rather take a shot on 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 uh, on guys like Brian Robinson or Kenny Walker or. Dude, Gus Edwards, even. I mean, Gus Edwards projects pretty badly. But even like the Detroit situation, Gus Montgomery's will back. Always, he'll always project badly. <laughs> I mean, oh, that shake my head. I'm a optimal guy. I, I don't know if you know that. I like playing optimally. And when Lamar continues to pop and then he puts up his 10 points, I'm not thrilled. And they put up 7 million points against teams and they even have to bench them because they're up so much. Gus Boss. That's a scary thing, but yeah, the past, the past two weeks, the Ravens have scored sixty eight points, and Lamar Jackson one touchdown. It's ugly. It's I mean, hey, they're winning games. That's what you're supposed to do. But what about a game that I'm interested in from a macro standpoint? I'm interested about the field, Detroit and the Chargers. Uh, I think I don't think people are playing it. Why? I mean, because of the price. It's the pricing. Everyone's expensive. Strictly pricing. 
I mean, if you can apply, I mean, Keenan Allen's 8,800, Eckler's 84. Amon it's a one-off then. If you're getting a one-off at lower ownership and they're the one to go off, this is the game I want a piece of because I can imagine that there could be one player that goes off. And I don't know who it's going to be. You don't know who it's going to be, but I'd like somebody like Eckler. I mean, is Eckler going to be? We were just talking about running backs, and nah, he'll, be, he'll be single digit. That what do you like to do? You like to play guys that single digit. He's got three up uh, touchdown upside, two three up upside, and the tempo I imagine is going to be pretty high in that game. Uh, it's fine. I mean, these guys are fine, but I mean, stack wise, as what we're talking about on the show, yes. as yep. teams and game stacks. That if you were to play, I'd much rather obviously yeah. play the golf side because it's cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't need, I mean, Keenan Allen and Eckler are so expensive that like they could just eat into each other's production and they both get like 18 points and neither of them gets there. So yeah. I don't necessarily feel compelled about running it back, but I could, I, why not play a golf Amon Ra Laporta type of, type of lineup? I, it's okay. It's just that the, it, this game has a higher total in general, 48 and a half. But uh, just it would be ownership. That's it. The, 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 it really depends on if we get news or not. And there's some low cost that can get you to a game like this. But I mean, it's not a game I'm going to go out of my way for. What, um, what about you talked about Najee Harris? And Najee Harris is going to be, I mean, not super popular, but he's somewhat popping. Um, that game. People probably don't want to go to Green Bay side. I haven't seen a single piece of Green Bay populate into any of my lineups. But, you know, you talk about playmaking guys. Deontay Johnson is going to be somewhat popular, I'd imagine. Uh, 5,400, another wide receiver that can easily get like a 5X. But Green Bay, how do you even get a piece of that side? I don't know where you go there. Aaron Jones and Nia Dunn. <laughs> That's it. I mean, Just- I don't I have no interest in this game at all. Deontay Johnson is like a cash play. I may be playing him in my cash lineup, but now if this game beats, if Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett beats me, then then I just lose. Sorry. It, yeah, and it would be a salary thing. They're just cheap. You know, you can get pieces of Steelers in. Um, and I, I mean, I can't even imagine I'm getting to Green Bay. Where you know what what you know? Do you know? You know what else is cheap, Mike? Sim Labs which is our new sim product here at Roto Grinders in conjunction with Fantasy Labs. Sim Labs, you know, all this stuff like the Optimal Stacks tool that we have and the Slate IQ, that's all powered by Sim. We've had that for a while. Now we have an interface where you could simulate your own lineups with the contests that you play, large field, small field, everything. Uh, we don't have the the this uh, Sunday Slate loaded into it yet, but it should be today. Uh, it's free, I believe, currently, and for the time being, to test it out. You can go to rotogrinders.com slash simlabs, play around with it, and, uh, you know, use game by, game, play-by-play simulations and build your lineups. I built lineups for Showdown yesterday. I built my lineups last week uh, in uh, in simlabs uh, for, for the main slate, so go check that out. And uh, we do have a UFC card. Ask... Aspinall versus Pavlovich. Is that is that going to last more than three minutes? Yeah, I mean, you and I, I, I... Is it going to? It shouldn't. But will it? I think it's, there's such high stakes here. Blender. I, um, 
Yeah. I so, think so, it will. so give give us a little little uh, sixty second scoop for those that uh, you know. Of course, the Grand Pound podcast comes out today. If you're a premium member, click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. But there, uh, as there will far be a as like time the tomorrow too. But uh, for that fight, yes, I. This is a blender slate if I've ever seen one for MMA. Two five round fights: Aspinall, Pavlovich, Pereira, and Prohaska. I'm more up to go underweight to the heavyweights and pray to the gods that it goes over five minutes because I think it falls off a cliff. That the pace of that fight falls. Now, the main event is probably one that I want to go overweight with. People are going to try to, you know, weight classes, everything. You have two high weight classes. The volume won't be there. But permutation-wise, people are going to jam pieces of those two fights right away into their lineups. And they're priced right, too, Blender. So, so these are these are very close fights. I mean, the, the very, two five-round fights are mid-range fights. 100%. And it's hard to avoid in your lineup builds. But if you're going to fade one, you have to fade the correct one. And ownership-wise, I haven't looked at it, but it's that's where the deciding factor is, right? I would expect I would expect I mean I haven't looked at the MMA, MMA slate at all. Yep. I would have to assume between that those two fights, like I mean, if if it went long, obviously I think I would think the ceiling belongs to Prohoshka and Aspinall mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. than it does Pavlovich or Pereira, because from what I know, Pereira is just basically a kickboxer. And Pavlovich is just basically a just I'm going to throw it is the is Derek Lewis mold of I throw really hard and will knock you out and doesn't really do anything on the mat. Aspinall, I mean, none of these guys are like like big grapplers, but I mean, you have to expect Aspinall is much more likely to land a takedown and Prohaska is more likely to land a takedown than vice versa. Yeah, but here's the situation: what you do is you use our Roto Grinders tools win money in the MMA sphere, and then go right to football. That's that's the most logical thing to do, Blender. Um, yeah, we will have a crunch time to break it down. I believe Squirrel will be on with me. Uh, I will confirm that, but it's it's interesting. Then you have a guy that gets late-notice replacement that's uh, minus 650 on the slate, Blender, and he's like plus 250 to win in the first round or something like that. It's, it's, is it, what price? It's one is, that, is it one of these things where the underdog is priced? Is it one of those types no, he's of a big underdog. He's a big, he, no, 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 no. They're, they're, he's a huge underdog, but it's just, it's a slate where Mackenzie Dern is 9K and needs to get a finish to pay off 9K. Let's put it that way. You know those types of slates. Right. So who, who would you have for DFS if you're building one lineup? Who would be your, your uh, regardless of ownership, mm -hmm. right? Who would you be the, the favorite? If you had to pick a high-end favorite, who would you take? And if you had to get a value dog, who would be the best value on the slate on the underdog side? Value dog is simple. People are gravitating towards a 45% money line value in Kung Ho King who can get takedowns, who can control you, who has okay volume. The win equity is there to back up 7,400 for sure. And uh, favorites are just, you know – you can get to Rebecca, which is the highest price guy I just talked about. That's why I think you got that safety at uh, the highest price. But here's one off the wall for you. Joshua Van 
I like this guy, 9,200, lower weight class, high action fight blender over three rounds if it has to go there, or if he ends up schooling a young kid coming in in Borjas off of the Contender Series, he could be the guy at 9,200 that's lower end. Um, and again, here's another guy, one above him, Blender. You, you'd love this slate. Jamal Emers is plus 200 inside the distance as the second highest inside, uh, priced guy on the whole entire slate. So there's Very some soft. Exactly. hundred percent. There's some guys that are going to be in these ranges and then the leverage, you know, remember Benoit Saint-Denis, the French uh, army brave, crazy guy that just goes out there and kills everybody. He's against Matt Favola. Matt Favola has been knocking everybody out. If Matt Favola knocks out Saint-Denis, there's your leverage play of the whole entire slate. That fight sounds like an under one and a half to me. Oh, easy. And it's, it's all action too. So, you know, Somehow, if it gets out of one and a half, you you might get bailed out. Uh, but you'll be going over uh, the entire card. Obviously, if you're a premium member, you get uh, Liam and Mike, Coral Patrol, rankings, and- you name it. Um, tags will be on there o- overnight. Um, it's good. The, the MMA product is tremendous. Liam As and Mike I went frozen. for almost two, but he'll, we won't be frozen tomorrow. No, we'll not be. Anyways, Liam has been doing a tremendous job with uh, the write-ups. Those will be up probably Friday night, worst case on Saturday morning, and he's so detailed. This guy, last week, Blender, 10 to 1 uh, on the live market. Uh, I believe it was Nicholas Dalby he had. It was like plus 350, plus 400, underdog. He wins inside the distance at 10%. So, I mean, he's been on on the underdog picks for sure, and – this it, it this is a slate where you can kind of go play whoever you want, Blender. This is your slate, I'm telling you. Let's bring you back to the MMA sphere. Well, I don't know if uh, I'm gonna can can everyone hear me? I don't know if it's me that's frozen or Mike is frozen. I hear you fine if you can hear me. Okay, okay. So let's get out you of here. We can check out we can check out uh crunch time tomorrow. MMA. Mike will go over everything leading up until lock for the UFC. Pay-per-view card tomorrow. Try out Sim Labs here at Roto Grinders for the main slate, as well as Sunday night showdown, Monday night football. Before it goes premium, you want to get all our premium content. We have NHL content. We have all the premium NFL content. College basketball. College college football's tomorrow. I already got tons of props out for, for college football. I just use I use our projections. And I this morning I woke up, I made like 120 different college football bets. I don't even know who these people are, okay? And I'm making plenty of money doing it. So uh, check all of that out. Click on the link in the description. Get you $10 off the first month of RG Premium. And I'll see you back on Monday because I'm here. I'm here 11 o'clock in the morning on weekdays talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy, props and pick them on Roto-Grinders today.